Hello all, it's Jada. This is another day in quarantine and this is Quarantine Devotionals. I read the scripture yesterday um, with my boyfriend and I don't think we dived as deep as we could have into the power of the message behind Galatians 5. And I just want to touch on that today, just for a short little bit. Um, And this is Galatians 5, and we're going to start at verse 14. And this chapter, this portion of the chapter has been titled, Life by the Spirit. Life by the Spirit. It begins, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immortality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Now, when I first read that, I was like, what does this really mean? Life by the Spirit. The Spirit of what? The Spirit of God. And we know that one of the ways God manifests himself, the Holy Trinity, is the Holy Spirit. And we have the Holy Spirit as a comforter in our times of need and throughout our lives. Um, Whenever we need the assurance of God's love for us, and his constant and in daily presence in our lives. And so it begins at 16 saying, So I say walk by the Spirit. When you hear walk by, like when you hear the, the saying walk by Christ or walk by faith or walk by sight, the thing that I latch on to is the word by. And when I, when I thought of it before, walk by faith, I'm thinking it, it literally means like walk by the doctrine of faith, like live in faith. But when I think of it literally walking beside faith, by faith, when you're walking beside something, you're both going in the same direction, you're both on the same path, you're both headed towards the same place. You're in perfect harmony. You're in perfect step. 
And then later on, it says, let us keep in step with the spirit. So to walk with faith, to walk with the spirit is being on a path of righteousness that leads to Jesus. It's keeping with. So if you're walking with faith and you're walking with the spirit, when things go awry, when situations come up, when challenges rear their heads, you don't retreat. You don't step back. You don't disconnect. You don't start walking by yourself. You walk with faith. You walk with the spirit. Walk by the spirit. And so the title of this part of the chapter is life by the spirit. And you can think of it as us living life in the spirit, by the spirit, you know, fulfilled in the spirit. But you can also think of it literally as life by the spirit. What does life look like when you are physically near the spirit? When you keep yourself in step with the spirit? And then it goes to list the benefits, the fruit, joy, love, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are all the things that accompany the walk. When you stick, when you stick by God's side. Remember in Proverbs, he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Your path will be straight. So he'll give you the way to go, but you have to make the decision to walk by him. You have to make the decision to keep in step with him. And keeping in step with Jesus also means that you're keeping in step with his will. Because if you're walking by Jesus, you're not going too fast. You're not going too slow. You're You're going just right, just according to his will, just as he wants you to go. And so you, you can't start rushing, getting impatient. You want this to happen in your life. You, you need this job. You need that person to come back. You need this person to start acting a certain way. You need this amount of money this quickly. You can't rush Jesus. And so walking by him is a significant task that requires lifelong patience, trust, and faithfulness. And it's something that will reward you in time with the fruit of the Spirit. This is the fruit of the Spirit. This is what it produces. This is what it was made for. This is why God sends us His Spirit, fills us with His Spirit. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Look at all these things that are listed sexual immortality, jealousy, Fits of rage, selfish ambition. Those are all acts of the flesh. I myself have a problem with my anger management. may not sound like it, but I'm an extremely angry person sometimes. And it's embarrassing to say, because even when those fits of rage happen, I know that they shouldn't be. But I can't control it or either I don't prioritize controlling it. And then it kind of spirals around me. And that's not what God wants for me. 
Even yesterday, it felt like things just kept happening one after the other, even this morning. And I kept thinking to myself, God is testing me or something because he keeps shaking me. And at some point, I'm going to break. But then I realized, why would he need to test me? God already knows. He knows my heart. He knows who I am. He knows how I act. So was it a test or did I just give in to my flesh? Did I just give in to Satan? Did I just let him come into my life and temporarily put me into discord with myself? Jumble me up, distract and dizify me. Did that just happen? Instead of me blaming God for these things that are happening in my life, these minor, minor occurrences that are making me feel out of control, maybe what I need to do is step out of my flesh because now, now I'm walking in my flesh. When I turn to my left and to my right, those are worldly desires beside me. The flesh wants that for you. It wants you to stay focused on things that don't matter. It wants you to get so angry when you can't find that thing you're looking for. Or when you burn the food you've been cooking for hours. Or when that person is late. Or when you can't see your favorite person because you're in quarantine. It wants you to get so riled up and so angry that you break away from Jesus. The reason why you walk beside him and these things start to happen to you is because Satan is trying to attack the way that you walk. He's trying to attack you. The answer to that is the armor of God. He said, put on the armor of God. You put on that armor, have Satan try and attack you now. It doesn't matter because no weapon formed against you can prosper and all good things work together for those who love God. And so you're walking and these things are trying to attack you. These occurrences, these, these challenges, these trials, these tribulations, they're trying to attack you, but they can't get to you because you're walking with the armor of God and you're walking beside Jesus. And so now, you're set. You're on the path of righteousness. Now, you, you, don't, you don't look back. You don't turn around. You don't start backing up. You're on the path. But look how much it took for you to stay on that path. It's hard. It's difficult. Because we have the flesh constantly fighting us. That's why you had to worry about the distractions. And that's why you had to decide to walk with Jesus. And after you decided to walk with Jesus and all of a sudden Satan wants to attack you. He gives you the tools and the resources that you would need to walk this walk. And to not be swayed. And to not lose faith. And to not lose courage. Because he doesn't want us to live as we did before. It says in, in, in um, verse 21, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. 
If you're walking on the path and the end is heaven, the end is, is standing at the right hand of God, the end is seeing your heavenly father. If you keep getting pulled back by your distractions, by your anger, by your jealousy, by your envy, I mean, every time it hits you, it's a step back. It's a step back. And you're not even, you don't have the, the full fit armor of God because you're not really worried about it because you're not really in the word. You're not reading your Bible. You're not listening to him when he's speaking to you. You're just barely getting by, barely living off the food that the spirit is trying to give you. You've got all the physical food in the world, but you don't have the spiritual food. And so you're stuck because you keep going back and you wonder why it doesn't feel like this path was made for you. It's because you're not walking it. He said, knock and the door will open. Ask and you shall receive. You have to take the step. You have to have the faith. You have to jump. You have to jump into the life that God wants for you. He's not going to force it on you. You have to be willing to walk into it, to claim it. They said name it and claim it. You have to be willing to claim his will over your life. That's your praise. That's your faith. That's your hope. Because if you don't claim it, and you don't walk into the will of God, then all these distractions and and, and all this rage, all this anger, all this bitterness, this emptiness, this void that you feel, it just keeps you stuck. And you're not moving and it's not productive. But the, the goal is to push you forward in the path is to keep you moving towards him. And if you don't bother to put on the full armor of God, when the thief comes in the night to seek and kill and destroy, he wins against you. Remember that God has already won the battle for you. Remember that victory is in Christ Jesus, not us. So if we're not walking with him and we have battles, Yes, he can fight it for us, but sometimes the, the, Satan comes in and he asks God permission. Can I do this, God? Can I, can I get to this person? And God might say yes. God might allow him to shake up your life just so that you can wake up and see that you are not walking the path that he led for you. That you have completely gone astray. That you are miles and miles from what he wants from you. And sometimes we take that wake-up call and we say, I'm sorry, God, I, I, I should have done better. And sometimes we say, wow, well, I, I guess God doesn't love me. That's just the way that it is. It's just the universe. It's just karma. It's just this. It's just that. It's just my luck. It's not your luck. God wants you to wake up and to get back on track. So you have to keep moving and you have to keep fighting And using the armor of God. Because when you use the armor of God, it's the armor of God, right? So that means this armor is fitted with the spirit of Jesus. It's fitted with the will of Jesus, with the fight of Jesus, with the fight of your heavenly father. And now when things are attacking you, you're not really fighting anymore. It's him. 
It's him who's fighting for you. It's the armor of God. It's been commissioned by God. And so now when you walk, not only are you walking with him, he is protecting you every step of the way. It doesn't mean that missteps might, might not happen. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden your life is perfect. The enemy will still try, but it gets harder and harder for him. And the victory is already yours because you're walking with Christ. If you're not walking with Christ, how can the victory be yours? Remember that we are spiritually dead before Christ revives us. Because when he went into the tomb, we went into the tomb with him. And we were supposed to stay there. But because he, because he got up, because he was resurrected, because of what it means, the new covenant, now we have life and we have it more abundantly. Now it is possible for us to escape death because the wager for sin is death. But through him, we have life. And so walk. Walk with him. Put on your armor. Rest assured knowing that he's fighting your battles. You don't really have to do much. I know it gets hard. It's going to get difficult. But all you got to do is keep walking. All you got to do is keep stepping in line with the spirit. It's like a dance. It has a rhythm. Just keep moving forward. Just keep walking. Walking with him in his perfect will. Right? Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. We live by the spirit, physically by. It's right beside us at all times. And we're walking down this metaphorical path. We're walking with and by the spirit. Until we can get to a place where we are his spirit too. And that's our ultimate goal, is to get to him. Father God, we thank you so much for allowing us to be your children, for allowing us the opportunity to have life in you, that we didn't stay stuck and cold and dead in those graves of sin. God, that we rose and we were raised when you raised your son. And because we are your children too, we were raised as well. We were resurrected, God. And the promise that you gave him is the promise you give us and we have life through you. God, we know that there are distractions right now. We, I, we know that there are people who are struggling, God. We know there are people who are sick, who are walking down that path, and they keep getting attacked by finances, God, by relationships, by people, by their bosses, by their children, by their spouses, God, by themselves, by their demons. They keep getting attacked, and it feels like, it feels like they, won't, they won't make it through the night. It feels like they won't see the morning. It feels like this path was not made for them. God, but wake them up. God, let them see that you are walking right beside them if they let you. You want them to give it all to you, God. You want to fight their battles. So if they just walk beside you, you said by the Spirit, God, by the Spirit. They just walk by the Spirit. They can step into the promise. They can step into the blessing. They can step into the miracle that you have for them. God, it will still be hard, God, but you will be fighting their battles and they will be winning. 
That is the difference. The difference of being a child of God is not that you don't have to fight the battles. It's not that you already won them. We've already won them in you, Christ. Thank you so much for your fulfillment of prophecy. Thank you for the sacrifice that you made for giving your life for ours. Knowing the abandonment, knowing the forsakenness that you would feel, God, but you did it anyway because you loved us, God. And there are so many petty distractions. There are so many petty things that we concern ourselves with in this world. Things that are not of the spirit. Things that have nothing to do with you and they get us down, God. How disappointing. But thank you for encouraging us and lifting us up and loving us, even if we don't love ourselves enough, God, to walk with you and to step into the best life that we can lead, God, and to be on that path because that path was made especially for us. It was made especially for you and there's nothing that anyone can do about it but you. You have the power to deny yourself the power of God. But guess what? He loves you anyway, and he will still fight for you. Because remember that nothing that God fights against loses against him. So if he's fighting for you, he will win. Let him win. God, he, he wants to be there for you. So let him be there for you in this time of uncertainty and of fear. You can get carried away, God, with anxiety. We can get carried away with, with, with a sense of hopelessness and helplessness. But God... We have you. We have you. We have the ultimate creator. We have the protector, the provider, the lawyer, God, the attorney at hand who fights for us, who keeps us on the path, who makes our path straight, who gives us peace beyond all understanding. And because of you, we live and we can live more abundantly even right now, even in the midst of COVID-19, even in the midst of racism, even in the midst of sexism, even in the midst of poverty, God, we can have Victory in you if we walk by you. Walk by faith and not by sight. It doesn't matter what you see. All that matters. It's the Savior that lives in your heart, that beats in your heart, that has filled your body with his spirit, that has taken over your mind and is trying to tell you To be still and to let him work. So God, we walk beside you and we thank you for everything that you are doing exceedingly abundant beyond our expectations, beyond our wildest imaginations, God, beyond our dreams. Help us to stay in you. God, not in our flesh, because the flesh is deadly. The flesh, the flesh, it takes away life. The flesh is sad. The flesh is broken. God, but you, you fix us. You keep us. You love us. And that love that is patient, that is kind, God, it will never disappear. And there's nothing that we can do to separate us to separate ourselves from this, from the power of your love, God. You said that there is nothing that can keep us from your love in Christ Jesus. No principalities, no powers, no forces that can keep us from you. God, and we pray that we don't get in our own way. That even when Satan comes to attack us, that we know that he can't do it. He can't do much. He might try. God, he might touch us. It might poke us. He might provoke us. But he can't win. 
No matter what he has in mind, it won't happen because he can't win God. He only comes near with your permission. And we know that you know everything. We know that you are the giver of every good and perfect gift. We know that you formed us and created us and that you knew who we would be before we were even in our womb, God. And because you know all of that and because you have power over all things, you know exactly what Satan wants to do. You know exactly how to stop it. So we we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your protection, for your safety, God, spiritual safety, spiritual life. And in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that is walking that path, that is getting attacked right now. That they know that the victory is theirs. The victory is yours. The battle is already won. You're fighting for them if they let you. And thank you for fighting for us, God. Even when we don't fight for ourselves. And in Jesus' name, we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I pray that you know that nothing that is happening to you right now will overcome you. Nothing that is happening right now is too much for you to bear. I felt it. I felt it really bad yesterday. I felt it this morning. Almost almost just called God out of his name. I was like, why is this happening to me? Then I got out of my own head and I realized it's not about me. I asked myself, Where is God working right now? Even in the midst of your battles, your struggles, your problems, where is he? And in figuring out and reflecting on the fact that nothing that happened this morning or yesterday truly mattered, I realized that God is still fighting for me, even if I'm not fighting for him. That's the extent of his love. So let it go and give it all away. It has no place in your heart. It has no place in your mind. It has no place in your spirit. Be free from everything. Yes, it is hard. Be free. Freedom was never supposed to be easy. But it is accessible through Jesus. And I pray that... God is working and moving mountains in your life right now, even if you don't see them, even if I don't see them. God is doing it. He's doing big things. And they will come to pass soon enough. They will come to sight soon enough. In our world, in our communities, in our families, in ourselves, God is working. And I thank you for joining me today. Um, And hopefully tomorrow we'll be talking about the types of battles that we have to face. But for now, just know that God has already won them. That should be reassuring to you. It should give you peace and joy, happiness. should make you feel loved and powerful because it makes you powerful. Realize that you have more power 
than Satan. You have more power than Satan because you have God on your side. Realize that. You have power over your battles. You have power over the anxiety. You have power over the stress. You have power over the fear. You have power over the financial struggles that are trying to keep you in that hole. You have power over the people that are talking about you. You have power over your enemies. I promise you, because God promised us And that's how we know it's true. We know that his word does not return to him void. So live your life and live it in him. Live it by him and watch him work. I'll see you next time.